0: Hi friends, welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host Eden and this episode I'm going to be diving into and talking all about my current experience with rage, Um, feminine rage, the rage of the woman, the rage of the suppressed woman, ancestral rage, uh, generational healing through expressing rage Um, because this is something that I am like I am neck deep in this right now Um, and I'm like I need to talk about it (laughs) I need to talk about it I've got so much rage that I'm tapping into right now that is like two percent of it is mine (laughs) (laughs) The other 98% is ancestral and generational and ancient, it feels. Um, And I'm really excited about it. And I'm also really grateful that it is coming up through me. uh, Because the way that I see it is I am a channel for all of the unfelt rage. And uh, because of who I am and the work that I do within myself... Um, just how I show up, I am the perfect person to allow this to move through me and to channel it, channel it into something and to express it. I wasn't always. <laughs> it's taken a while to get here to feel as comfortable as I now feel expressing my really big, dynamic, uncontrollable. Um. S- like, slightly overwhelming emotions. It's taken me a while to feel safe enough to hold myself in that. Um, but it feels so good when I do. Oh, now it feels good. It used to feel so scary. I remember the first time I ever roared at myself in front of a mirror and I saw my face and how, like, twisted and, like, the snarl that was on my face, the veins that were popping out of my neck and my forehead. I was just like, I am a fucking animal. I am a wild animal and I am terrified of myself. Um, But I let myself go there. I let myself get to that edge. um, And it felt really good. (laughs) It felt really good. But I had resistance before because I was like, I, I had these stories of I am not allowed. Oh, that's been such a huge theme in my life. I am not allowed to first and foremost feel this. This is wrong for me to feel this. But also, I am not allowed to express this. I am not allowed to look this ugly. I am not allowed to be this mean, to be this feral, to be this wild. Um, And those, of course, are stories that I have now worked through. And they still come up. You know, they show themselves. That's that story of I am not, not allowed to XYZ, it still comes up and shows itself in different ways. Um But yeah, I'm at a I'm at a really beautiful place and um I'm excited to express this. So where to start? <laughs> where to start? I will start with um sharing. So the podcast episode that you will hear before this is just going to be a life update, um, which I am super excited about. Because usually I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to speak on a topic, I need to speak on something that feels um, like purposeful and um, like a value to other people. Uh, but the podcast episode that I'll have shared before this is, um, yeah, my life update, and in that life. Update I share about Saga Writers. Um, it is a group of women that gather every week to write. Um, there's writing classes. There are uh, writing circles. There are open mic nights. There are, um, yeah, just quiet, showing up to to quiet to silent writing together. Um, why am I forgetting the word <laughs> accountability to to have that accountability to know that women are sitting and writing with you um, even though we're not conversing. So, yeah, um, I have joined and it was something that was like an immediate full body fuck. Yes. As soon as I saw it, like my entire being jumped up through <laughs> like into my throat and was like, Gah, I need to get out. I need to do this. Um, so. Yeah, I joined um, literally after the first like sentence I read on their website. I was like, I am in. (laughs) This is for me. Um, And at this time, I have only had one call, one live call. Something that's really beautiful is we get access to the call recordings, even if you join next month. You will have access to all of the calls recording since the startup, which I believe was in the spring this year. Um, so I've done one live call, and then I also did one writing class um, from the recorded, yeah, from the recorded content. And it is like, I'm just, I'm just being like. Uh, reassured and so deeply affirmed in my choice to show up in this circle um, because it has activated so much of me already from just what I have done and knowing that this is just the beginning oof, is like some powerful powerful shit um, so yeah what has been coming up for me since starting writing um starting writing again with this this circle is a lot of rage a lot of rage and I'm in a season of my life where my sacral is really activated and my throat is really activated or being called to activate and in my sacral in my hips in my womb in my yoni I, in my cervix oh my god in my cervix there is (laughs) there is so much rage and I laugh because of how huge it feels for me um not to like invalidate or shrug off the the experience that I'm having I just laugh because it's, it's so wild it's almost unbelievable um, so yeah, this is like so deeply activated, even more so my sacral and my throat showing up in this circle and being encouraged to write and to share my voice and to share my words and just to witness other women in their process as well. Oh, it's powerful, powerful work. But yeah, so what's been really, really active and alive for me is this collective feminine rage the rage of the woman and it has been coming up in so many different ways one of which um, I just read a book I had like this urge uh, like a week or so ago I was like oh I really am so excited for fall and that like the dark um, everything dying and slowly falling and releasing and like cold air the crisp autumn air oh my god curling up with a book and a candle I fell asleep (laughs) with this book open trying to read as my eyes were crossing because they were so tired reading by candlelight last night and let me tell you that shit is magic that shit is magic but anyways I just got this like huge wave of like excitement and anticipation for this autumn energy and uh, so anyways I was like I want to read some books about witches like that was immediately came what came up for me so I searched online um, just for some books around around that uh, and I searched in our our local library here and I found two different books and one of them I've read already. Um, and it brought up so much in me, uh, just about, yeah, which is, which in my opinion, <laughs> in my viewpoint is they are the healers, they are the herbalists, they are the energy workers, they are the space holders, um, the nurturers, the, yeah, the, just like the healers, um, the medicine women. And It's just really, like, activated the suppression of, like, the feelings of of suppression, the emotions, the anger, the rage, the grief, a lot of grief as well for the women who were just trying to heal, you know? We're offering their their knowledge and their wisdom and seen as these women that were, um, yeah, made whatever oath to sell themselves to the devil xyz whatever the story is all fucked like (laughs) fucked up um stories from the church the churches um so it's really activated that like witch's wound within me um and the the anger, the rage, at the injustice that so many women suffered uh, at the hands of the church and at the hands of men and even other women in their communities. Uh, So that has been something reading this book that has been like very alive for me. The book that I read is called Wayward by Amelia Hart. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was such a great book. And I have another one that I'm really excited to dive into as well. Um, I forget what that one's called in this moment, but yeah. So that like, that witch wound is really active in me. Um, and in my own like sexual and intimate relationship with my partner, there's a lot, a lot coming up and, um, my own wounding and trauma and experience and disconnect, from my body, disconnect from my voice um, in the sexual spaces, in the intimate spaces and relationships and situations that I have uh, put myself in and I have been in throughout my life, um, yeah, those experiences are really activated. All of the times that I abandoned my body for another man um, who did not respect me, you know, and at the at the time, like, I did not respect myself, you know? Um, not sharing my voice, not saying that doesn't feel good. I don't want that. Not saying no. like That is a huge wound, um, a huge, huge wound that holds so much grief and so much anger towards myself for not saying no, for not listening to my body. Even when I'm laying there and my body is screaming at me, for this person to stop, to say stop, to say no. The times, which has been many, many times where I have not listened. Out of fear of, you know, I don't know how this man is going to react. You know, a lot of the time, um, this there's alcohol involved or there has been alcohol involved for me. Um, so there's this sense of, uh, oh what is the word I'm looking for? Unpredictability. Um, and like, is this man going to hurt me if I say no? That is a true and valid fear. And I know that is not mine alone. I know that experience is not mine alone. Um, that is, that is a, a shared collective experience for a lot of women. Um, so I'm, I'm not only just feeling my own experience of that, but I'm feeling all of the other women who have felt the same thing who have experienced the same thing which is a lot (laughs) like this is a lot a lot of heavy heavy energy and emotion that I feel like I'm holding and carrying right now um and I'm also like I'm grateful I'm grateful to be feeling it I'm grateful to be holding it I'm grateful to be channeling it into something beautiful which is art poetry writing spoken word Um, and I'm really grateful that I get the opportunity to heal some of it through, um, my own emotional release. Um, excuse me. And, uh, yeah, that, that has come up a few times in the recent weeks where my partner and I have been sharing intimacy and I don't say no, or I don't say stop. And I abandon my body and I abandon my voice, and then afterwards I cry. And you know, like my partner, (laughs) Florian is so great. He is the man that I most trust in the world to stop when I say stop, you know, and not be upset, not project anything that he's experiencing inside himself on me, but to just stop and to hold me. Like, he is the one man in my life. That I fully trust with my entire being to do that. And yet, sometimes I still can't. And that is also okay, you know. Um, When, this is what I love about being in conscious um, partnership, is that, especially in these sexual intimate experiences, um, there is so much healing that can be done if we are intentional, if we are aware Um, And I feel like that's a season that I am in right now. Um, And I'm so grateful to have the partner that I have, that I get to work through this stuff in real time as it comes up, Um, you know? So, yeah, that's something that's been very, very active and alive and, like, surfacing a lot. Last night, um, Florian, he's been giving me a lot of massages um, as my... Pregnant body becomes heavier and heavier, and um, moving feels a little bit more challenging by the day. Um, I'm getting more and more sore by the end of the day, so he's been massaging me a lot. And oh, <sighs> last night <laughs> um, he was massaging my hips, and oh my God, there's so much anger in my hips right now. And this is why I bring up the sacral um, because hips are part of the sacral energy center. Um, And that is where I consciously can feel that this rage is being stored. It's being stored in my hips for myself and for all of the women before me who have unexpressed rage, who have felt this but not been able to express it not been allowed to for it not being safe for them to express it so it's all here and i can feel it and i'm like oh fuck this needs to be released but last night like i got so angry and i was just trying to breathe through it um because this is not like it's not florian's fault you know he's supporting me in my body um but in the moment i felt really angry at him but it's not him you know He's being of service to my body. Um, the anger just wants somewhere to go. And in that moment, it was like, he's the one making me feel this, even though he's not. Um, so I was just breathing through it. And yeah, today, oh, today, 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 I am going to have the best <laughs> rage release ceremony ever. And I am so excited about it. Oh my gosh, it's going to feel so good. And I, I feel resistance in my throat. Um, our landlord, he actually lives below us. Again, if you listen to my uh, podcast episode, Life Update from last week, um, you'll know our landlord lives below us. And uh, he he works from home. And he's also been renovating the downstairs unit for like two and a half years now, we're just about to move and swap. So he'll be above us and we'll be below him. Um, but he works from home and he renovates the home. So he's home a lot. That's where all of his work is. That's where the majority of his life is, unless he's going out to get something. Um, and yeah, obviously, like we are very respectful of his home first and foremost but um and his his space and his like sound (laughs) space as well um but our landlord is away he's house sitting on the island right now and um he's away so I am so excited to have this rage release because I feel I feel like part of this block in my throat is because um because of where we live. When I was living at home with my parents, there was very consistent times where everybody would be out of the house. I lived at home with my mom and my dad and my sister. um, And there was a lot of times where everybody was at work, everybody was out, everybody was doing something. And it was just me at home. And my parents live on like, I don't know, I don't know how much a little bit of land where their neighbors aren't too close so we can play music really loud um and I can scream and I can cry and nobody's gonna hear me um and I got into like such an amazing rhythm of releasing and it opened my throat so much while I was living there and Allowed me to fully explore and express the entirety of my emotions, the entirety of my rage, the entirety of my grief, um, to witness myself in that. And I feel like since moving, moving here um, to Nelson, where I live, to um, living in you know the trailer that I lived in before here, and living in this home now. I have to be mindful. And like, this is, of course I'm go- going to be mindful, but I have to be mindful of the people around me. Um, because no, it is not appropriate for me to be screaming at the top of my lungs. Like somebody is murdering me when my, my landlord is downstairs on a work, um, I work zoom call, you know, um, I had one instance where, uh, yeah, where he came upstairs, It was this was like the first week that we lived here, and I was playing music, and I was dancing and singing, and he came up here, and he knocked on the door and was like, hey, I'm so sorry, and like, he's such a kind-hearted human, and he's so soft and gentle, and I'm really grateful for that, but he was like, hey, I'm really sorry to bother you, um, but can you please turn your music down? Like, I'm on, a, I'm on a work call right now, and everybody can hear your music, and he's like, you know, I like it but can you turn it down and I was like I am so sorry I did not realize like I'm so sorry um so yes we we do have to be courteous um and uh while I would love to live in a world (laughs) where like the rage release is just a normal accepted part of the human experience um There's a time and a place right now, right? It can be really scary and dysregulating for other people to hear and to witness that. And I acknowledge that. Um, And yeah, I also think that creating the safe container to express such big and deep and heavy emotions um, is really important and really powerful and... um, yeah, when my landlord is downstairs in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, Oh, I don't want to make him uncomfortable. I don't want to make him, um, like I don't want to disturb him in the work that he's doing or whatnot. Um, so I couldn't even fully allow myself to release while he was downstairs, even if I wanted to, you know, um, (laughs) I'm like for my birth, I'm going to be like, Hey, (laughs) um i just i just want to let you know i'm having a home birth so uh just a heads up if you hear me screaming (laughs) if you hear me roaring if you hear me moaning whatever you hear um like we'll we'll let you know like hey eden's in labor so what you're hearing is just her giving birth and like thankfully um he's got two sons and uh he's seen it all he's seen it all before you know but um yeah I'm definitely going to give him a little heads up a little little warning out of respect um <laughs> and so that he yeah when he hears it he understands but um cuz in that space I definitely don't want to be thinking about oh my god I have to be quiet while I'm giving birth because my landlord <laughs> um I I expressed that fear to my sister and she was like trust me you're not going to be thinking that. <laughs> She's like that is going to be the last thing on your mind. In that moment you're just going to be doing what you got to do to get that baby out. You're going to be you know making the noises that you need to make and nobody else is going to matter. And I was like I fucking hope so. <laughs> I fucking hope so. Um so yeah, that there's like such deep importance. Um, to create these safe containers where not only we feel safe enough to fully open, to fully soften, to fully surrender, to fully release, to fully scream, whatever it is, to, to fully dive, um, into and, and find our edges and express what's within those edges and boundaries. So, um, that's really important. And also to create a space where you are, you are physically safe. We are physically safe, um, to express in these ways you know um so yeah i'm really excited for that i'm so grateful our landlord is away and i can still feel there's already a little bit of resistance there's already a little bit of questioning of what am i going to sound like what am i going to sound like how is it going to feel am i going to be blocked you know is my throat going to be blocked what's going to come up i don't know um, and I, I don't really know what it's going to look like but as I am saying this it's starting to come together in my mind so let me share let me share my rage ritual um, my rage release ceremony that I am going to have with you my intention I'm going to create the space and what that means that means the physical space around me I'm going to make sure that I have everything I need Uh, excuse me, everything I need. One, I always like to have a mirror. I love mirror work. And I've talked about this in podcasts before. I love mirror work. As I am recording this podcast, I am sitting in front of my mirror. I'm looking at myself. I'm pointing at myself right now. um, Because I love it. I love it. I do. I love to witness myself. Especially... At these extremes. I want to see my face contort. As I scream. And as I roar. And as I sob. I want to see that. I want to witness myself in that. Because I think that like. That's the artist in me. That is like. oh, It's so ugly that it's beautiful. It's so raw that it's beautiful. You know. Um, It's so wild that it's beautiful. And. There's such a deep appreciation for myself, allowing myself to get to those places to explore those edges and to express the depths of what I feel. So I'm going to have a mirror. I'm probably going to have incense or some other kind of smoke to cleanse the space um, so that I can start with clear energy in the space around me um so that's it's just the energy that wants to come up through me that's in the space creating the safe container i have spoken to florian and i said to him like i need to have a rage release today um and he's like okay and and he was like what do you need and i said i need you to put your, like, headphones on and be listening to music, be in your own room, um, and I want you to pretend that I don't exist because I'm gonna be, I I, I said I, I want to do it out here in the living room because that is where, that is currently where my altar is set up and I have a crystal grid set up right now that is specific to the sacral and the throats and kind of the third eye, um, energy centers so i want to be in that space um and we have a floor bed out there in the living room which i love um and i have my like pillows and stuff which i'm going to be punching and screaming into Um, i'm going to have toilet paper on hand because i know i'm going to have to blow my nose at some point and i don't want to have to get up in the middle of this process to go get toilet paper to blow my nose you know i want everything there that i need Um, I'm going to have music. I'm going to play some music that invites me into this expression of myself. Um, I'll probably sit and create my own playlist because I love... That is something that I love doing. I love curating different playlists um, that hold a specific energy. Um, So I'll probably do that. And... Yeah, then I will sit and oh, I'll probably have some water close by as well. Um, but then I will sit and I think what I'm going to do actually is read all of the poems that I've written in the past week or so um, that have been channeled from this energy, this this anger, this rage, this grief and this pain, because um, that has been an outlet that I have been really connecting with, um, in, in terms of expressing this emotion and, and writing these stories. Um, and like some of them, some of the things that I have written, I shared a little bit on my Instagram story today. Um, just the experience that I'm in right now and some of the words that I have written, like they kind of scare me. They're really, really dark really disturbing and at one point I could feel the words coming through and I was like oof I don't know if I'm allowed to write that (laughs) I don't know if that's okay like I don't know if that's acceptable to write these vulgar words Um, and the other part of me that was just witnessing was like Eden this is art write it And I was like, okay, (laughs) it's you. These are your words, not mine. (laughs) Um, So it was interesting to to witness myself in that like filtering process where I wanted to filter myself and and water these words down so that they wouldn't have such a harsh impact. Um, But also like that is art. Art is not meant to be pleasant always. Art is meant to be real. Art is meant to be expression, and expression is not always pleasurable. Expression is not always beautiful, and I don't know. I have a I have a different, um, a different like perspective of what beautiful is, um, but to to what society has taught us, beautiful is. Um, you know, art is not beautiful in in society's eyes uh art is just a real raw expression of the human experience and that means the entire expression, the light and the dark, the pleasure and the pain. Right? Um so yeah, I've really been <laughs> I've really been using this outlet. Um and it's been surprising me and it's kind of like yeah just pushing me into this version of myself who is starting to say, fuck it, I'm gonna write it anyways. Fuck it, this is going to trigger a lot of people and it still needs to be written. It still needs to be expressed because these are real stories and these words are real experiences these emotions are real emotions um, and they need to be written that's what it feels like in my body anyways it feels like they need to be written Um, so I'm yeah I'm gently (laughs) being guided into this version of myself who is like fuck it I'm gonna write it anyways fuck it I'm gonna express it anyways Um, There's, don't get me wrong (laughs) there's still a lot of fear there for me Um, I, I know that, you know, Instagram is not going to be the platform or the place where I share these words. Um, they, they are words that will be censored, I feel. Um, because like, I don't know, they are words that do not meet the community guidelines. And I shared, um, I shared in last week's episode that I'm kind of feeling like, (laughs) <laughs> just exhausted by the community guidelines and my posts being taken down and my posts being flagged and all of these things i'm like ah ah uh, like i need a space where i can just fucking say it all where i can just fucking express it all and feel it all and share it all um and yeah like just i i know instagram is not the place for for this i don't know what What the place is, Um, I know, and I'm hoping uh, that I can bring these words into the saga open mic. Um, There's a part of me that feels like I need to, um, what is it called? (sighs) When you're like, when you got like a a rating for a movie. Viewer's discretion is advised. Fuck, what is it called? (laughs) Ah, this is gonna bother me. I know that the the future version of me is screaming the word (laughs) at me as I listen to this. Um, I can't hear you. Scream louder. (laughs) Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, I need to, like, warn people. (laughs) Uh, give them like a heads up of hey this is dark hey this is um this is this this is xyz this talks about this 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 content holds this whatever it is i need to um let people know uh that this is what i'm going to be sharing about oh my god (laughs) i'm so frustrated right now (laughs) Uh, I can like, I can feel the energy of the word. I just don't remember what the word is right now. I release. I release. I hope that you understand <laughs> what I am trying to say. And I hope that you have the word in your mind. Um, but yeah, I still feel like I need to kind of pre-censor myself and filter myself um and that that like i i'm gonna share this in the group tonight when i show up um for open mic night because it's open mic night in in saga tonight um and i'm really excited about it but i'm gonna share that i feel the need to forewarn everybody um and yeah like give it give a like trigger warning um so, yeah, I'm going to express that and then and then share, but I'm trusting that this is the space where the entire spectrum can be witnessed and held um and heard and felt. Uh and that that is that is the space for it right now. Um but a part of me does feel that these these pieces that I'm creating, this writing that I am sharing um, will eventually at some point they want to be shared with the world and I just don't know what that's going to look like and I don't know how that's going to come to fruition and quite frankly in this present moment in my life I don't need to know um, I'm really leaning into the trust that when the time, is com- when the time comes um, I will know and I don't need to force. I don't need to search. I don't need to do anything like that. Um, i will I will just know. And uh, yeah, that feels that feels really, really great and really exciting. Um, and I love the space that I'm in where I'm really leaning into that trust and um, trusting the the slow, I've been loving the term slow burn that's exactly where I feel like I'm at right now like in this really beautiful slow burn where I'm embodying that slow burn energy um, I'm not I'm not forcing and I'm not rushing in the ways that I used to uh, it feels like it's really actually clicked in my physical body which I'm like, oof, yeah baby, <laughs> yeah baby um, and yeah, fully embodying that trust for the unfolding to happen as and when it's meant to Um, And to continue to sit and to write and to share and express and all of the things while I wait, you know, to continue to take these writing classes, to sit in these writing circles, to write and write and write and, um, yeah, just be be really present with this form of expression, uh, which, yeah, just feels really in alignment right now. I also think that it's going to be really great um, to have this rage release ceremony um, before I sit in the circle tonight in our open mic night um, so that I can express the entirety of the emotion so it's not sitting in my body still um, and I can share from a more grounded place. Um, and yes there's still like the power and the venom in the words um, but my execution and delivery will be from a much more grounded place because the fullness of the emotion won't be as alive in my body Um, so I'll be able to regulate myself a little bit more so I think that's that's going to be really supportive and yeah there's there's still there's still this fear um, of sharing my voice. And I think there's an aspect of it that is that I'm, I'm afraid of the power of my voice, which kind of connects me to another aspect of it's, it's so great how much alignment is happening. Like everything makes fucking sense. Everything makes sense. Um, but it brings me to this, this aspect of this energy that i'm feeling right now um in in fear of the power of my voice because there's some things like this is also where I, i don't know if what i have written is meant to be shared in a book or shared as spoken word or both i don't know yet um but when i speak the words there's such a different energy that comes from just reading them on the paper and and not saying just as in like oh that's not a big deal like reading these words is powerful but when I speak them there is this power in my voice and I can feel it and how it shapes my mouth differently um that is so powerful that it scares me and that brings up the energy of like how many times have I not spoken um when I wanted to speak, how many how many times have the women that I I physically come from, the women in my lineage, in my ancestry, like how many times have they not, you know, used the power of their voice out of fear, out of suppression, out of whatever? Um, how many times? So is my voice even just mine or is it the voice of myself backed by all of the women who came before me that couldn't use their voice? where it wasn't safe to use their voice. So there's this like deep deep power that I feel and that really comes across when I when I speak these words that I'm still kind of scared of. <laughs> I'm still kind of scared of, but when I feel like when I when I read these poems out loud to myself when I speak these spoken word poems, I bring myself to tears because of how potent it feels in my mouth. <laughs> and like the oomph that I feel behind the words, um, so yeah, this is a this is a really beautiful space that I'm in, um, where I'm I'm really being stretched and I'm really being expanded, and I feel like it's happening at now a rapid pace, um, but I feel like I've also been prepping myself for this unknowingly. <laughs> excuse me unknowingly prepping myself for this um so that it can unfold and happen in in the ways that it is now but yeah um so i'm going to start my rage ritual my rage release ceremony um by breathing and by reading out loud with that power that scares me <laughs> um reading these poems out loud to myself in the mirror and I'm just gonna let that take me um I'm gonna let it take me I'm gonna let it unfold um as it wants to and see what comes up see what's moved see what wants to be witnessed see what wants to be felt um and yeah just just kind of go from there you know there's there's no way that i can plan what's going to happen there's no way that i can um there's no like to do list that i'm going to be checking off this is going to be yeah purely intuitive and led by my voice and my body um and my emotions so boom baby oh i'm so fucking stoked <laughs> i'm so fucking stoked <laughs> <laughs> um, so, to end this, finish this podcast off, um, I want to invite you, if you feel called, and even if it's not until a month down the line, three months down the line, six months down the line, a year, I want to invite you to first and foremost get curious about your own rage, your own anger, and to um, to ask that anger, how do you want to be expressed? How do you want to be felt? What's going to feel the most powerful, the most um, cathartic, the most supportive what's going to feel the most supportive in in releasing that um and i ask can you hold yourself in that can you witness yourself in that i used to be so afraid of my anger because i thought it would kill me like i thought that it would kill me i thought that it was so strong that it would fucking kill me and i didn't trust myself with my own anger i didn't trust myself with my own rage and, you know, that is also not only my experience. I know other women who have that, who have that same experience, who are in that same experience right now. Um, and that's okay. If that's where you are, like, you are allowed to be there. We have been taught, whether directly, indirectly, it's coded into our DNA. We have been taught that our rage is something to be feared. Mm -hmm. so that is okay and as much as I am inviting you into this if this doesn't align if you're like nope, nope, absolutely fucking not I will not be doing that like don't listen to yourself listen to your body allow your body and your intuition to be what guides you and I still want to invite you Yeah, invitations are so beautiful because you do not have to say yes. You can say no. You can ignore it altogether. But for me, it feels good to invite you into this. Can you create a container for yourself where it is safe to express your rage, where it is safe for you to explore your rage? Maybe you're not even expressing it, but just exploring, feeling it in your body. How does it want to be moved? Does it want you to walk around the room? does it want to be moved out of your mouth do you want to scream do you want to roar do you cry when you get angry do you cry immediately do you want to hit things do you want to break things like explore doesn't mean you have to act on it right until you can create the safe container for yourself to do so um but just be curious that's all i invite you to do um Yeah, the ways that my rage has been asked to be expressed when I was first exploring was pacing, a lot of pacing. There's a lot of energy in my body and I'm like, I just got to keep moving, just got to keep moving, just got to keep moving. Um, And I remember the very first time that I allowed myself to speak my rage, to speak my anger. Um, I was at work when I worked at the crystal store in Harrison, um, I was alone. It was in the winter time where the store was really dead a lot. Um, Some days nobody would even come in at all. So I'd be by myself all day. Um, And I was pacing around the store and I was really triggered about something. And I felt, oh man, this wants to come out through my voice. And I, I was again in that like, situation of like do i filter myself do i filter my words there's nobody in the space that can hear me there's nobody in this space that is receiving my words there's nobody i'm even speaking to like i am not hurting anybody by saying these words out loud what i'm really doing is healing myself by not carrying this energy in my body by not letting it get stored in my body so i was like fuck it i'm gonna speak it and i alternated and this is the exact same experience I was having as I was writing this poem yesterday. Um, is I was alternating between speaking, like spitting these venomous, hateful, vile words. And then laughing and being like, I cannot believe that this is coming out of my body right now. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Like witnessing myself in that. Oof, it was so hard. It was so challenging. It was so uncomfortable. Because everything I've been taught in my life is don't say words like that. Don't say that. Don't speak to other people in that way. You are not allowed to talk like that. You are not allowed to say that. Right? But if I'm not harming anybody, can I allow this energy to move through me even and especially when it makes me feel uncomfortable? Right? Um, and yeah, then I went through, (laughs) as I allowed my rage expression to grow, I went through this, um, initiation into the physical expression of rage, which I have this pillow, this, uh, elephant squishmallow, which I love so dearly and was a gift, um, from my sister Hannah. Uh, and like I was throwing that thing against the wall, I was throwing it on the ground, I was punching it, I was elbowing it. I, it kind of helps that it has a face too. <laughs> it's like yeah. obviously this is not a human; it is an inanimate object. Um, but it kind of helps that it has a face. It has a face because it's looking back at me, and I can channel all of that rage into this pillow, uh, into this poor little elephant squishmallow, <laughs> and. uh... There was even a time where I got my family to join in with me where I got, I got my sister to beat the shit out of it too. I got my dad to beat the shit out of it and like <laughs> um, my mom, it took her a little bit more convincing, but she kicked it down the stairs and like, oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, so that felt really good as well. Um, and then I got to the, the space where I could actually roar and really embody that primal rage, that like super animalistic rage, um, where I turned into a monster. I looked like a monster and I feared myself. Um and like I was like salivating and spitting and my face didn't even look like my face anymore and like yeah. So it's an evolution. Right. This is also not, as anything, as all of this work, if we want to do this work and we want to integrate it and embody it, it needs to be slow. It needs to be slow. Right? It doesn't have to be overnight. It's not going to be an overnight process. <sighs> right? So um, it takes time. So if the first time you scare the shit out of yourself when you scream, fuck Yes. Amazing. Be scared. Witness yourself in that. If you can, can create the safe, the physical, safe environment around you, then it is okay. It is safe to be scared. Right? Um, yeah, take your time. Let the layers slowly reveal themselves to you. There's no need to force there's no need to you know push yourself past your edge if that doesn't feel safe and there's a difference between staying far away from your edge in your comfort zone and pushing the boundary a little bit testing the waters a little bit right but then retreating back to safety when it feels like it's oh that's a little too far a little too much let me come re-regulate create that safety in myself Um, And then try again another day or try again in 10 minutes once I've regrounded and centered myself And of course this work can only be done if you know how to regulate yourself If you know how to come back to your own center If you know how to breathe If you know how to ground back into your body Or if you can do this with somebody that helps to co-regulate you um, and, And they can be there holding space And also like, if, if your space holder hasn't done this work themselves, it's going to be really hard for you to find safety in, in expressing in this way. So, um, yeah, just just a little tidbit there. If um, if you're inviting somebody into this space with you, ensure that it's somebody who can hold the intensity, who can hold the full expression, the full range, because they've done it themselves. Um Highly recommend. <laughs> Highly recommend. That's how we create safety. Um, so yeah, I invite you into this, peeling back the layers of the rage onion. <laughs> if it calls to you, if it feels resonant for you, if it feels like this is what's naturally occurring and unfolding for you anyways, um, then yeah, maybe this in- I- invitation is going to be really immediately received for you and maybe it's going to be completely misaligned and honor that if it is trust that if it is right maybe you're still learning how to cry how to be vulnerable vulnerable enough to cry and rage feels really far away for you right now then learn how to cry learn how to hold yourself while you cry if you're in a space where you're like i don't even know how to regulate my nervous system i don't even know how to be present in my body without feeling overwhelmed and dysregulated start there yeah start where you're at and allow the path to slowly slowly unfold this path that i'm on right now i have been on for over three years now so of course like i've had the three years of doing this work consistently showing up to this work consistently, um, to get to where I am right now. And I'm still afraid and I'm still scared and I'm still met with blocks. This is lifelong work. This is not one and done. Um, you know, it's lifelong work, which is also why it doesn't need to be rushed. Right. (sighs) Oh, this felt like a really, really great conversation. (laughs) I'm really happy. Um, with what has poured out of my mouth today in this moment in this last hour Um, yeah as always as always 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 thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening thank you for witnessing and for supporting me um, to continue to show up and listen to this this podcast to receive my words and my voice Um, it's it's really powerful yeah and I am so grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. And I hope that you have a beautiful day, a beautiful night, a beautiful morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, I hope that there is something beautiful that you can, you can find, you can witness, you can feel within your day. And my, my meaning, my definition of beautiful, um, which is the fullness of life the fullness of the human experience um so yeah thank you for being here